This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and your tushies do too. No matter what kind of butt you've got, you'll feel comfy while your baby's mushy little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Get your baby butt in the best-fitting diaper. Huggies Little Movers. We got you, baby. Tonight, the major legal trouble for Donald Trump. His family business found guilty on multiple counts of tax fraud. Plus, the special counsel investigating the former president issues his first subpoenas. The Trump Organization convicted on 17 counts. On the same day, we learn the January 6th committee plans to make criminal referrals to the Justice Department. CBS's Scott McFarland reports who may face charges. Plus, why the family of a fallen Capitol Police officer snubbed Republican leaders Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. High-stakes Senate race, Georgia voters head to the polls. CBS's Nicole Killian is in Atlanta with what's at stake. Why children's Tylenol is now hard to find. CBS's Carter Evans reports. It's a viral triple threat. RSV, the flu, and COVID. And it's filling up hospitals. How you can avoid ending up here. Our CBS News investigation. The shortage of Adderall and why a pandemic era rule allowing online prescriptions may be partially to blame. And remembering Kirstie Alley. Diamond earrings! I don't either. Boy. The life and career of the Emmy Award-winning actress after her battle with colon cancer. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us on what is shaping up to be a busy night. Voters in Georgia are heading to the polls in that state's Senate runoff, and it appeared Georgians are on track to turn out at a record rate. Plus, hospitals nationwide are running out of beds as they see a rise in cases of flu, RSV and COVID. We'll get those stories to those stories in a moment. But we want to begin with a major verdict involving the Trump Organization. The former president's real estate company was convicted on 17 counts. New York City prosecutors saying the family business ran a culture of fraud and deception. The Trump Organization doling out luxury perks to executives like fancy cars and apartments, and none of which they paid taxes on. It's not the only legal issue facing Donald Trump. The special counsel overseeing investigations into him is just getting started. We learned today of the first subpoenas linked to the effort to overturn the 2020 election. CBS's Scott McFarlane is on Capitol Hill and has all the new details for us. Good evening, Scott. There's a lot. There sure is, Nora. As one investigation involving former President Trump expands here in Washington with those new subpoenas, another into the Trump Organization reaches its conclusion in New York. The verdict from the jury in Manhattan was overwhelming on just the second day of deliberations. The former president's company convicted on 17 counts, including conspiracy, tax fraud, and falsifying business records, all part of a 15-year-long criminal scheme in which executives were given off-the-books perks, including luxurious cars, rent-free apartments, and private school tuition for relatives. Prosecutors built the case around star witness and longtime Trump Organization finance chief Alan Weisselberg, who acknowledged personal greed drove the scheme. Trump himself was not charged in the case, but prosecutors argued in court he knew about the fraud. His company now faces up to $1.6 million in fines. You can't put a corporation in jail, but you can subject them to fines, and this will have real collateral consequences. Meanwhile, another probe into Trump is expanding. CBS News has confirmed newly appointed special counsel Jack Smith sent subpoenas to local election officials in Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, seeking their communications with former President Trump and his allies as they attempted to overturn the 2020 election results. If he can gather evidence uh, from the different state uh, officials that uh, reflect an attempt to overturn the election in an improper way, uh, that presents a very straightforward uh, criminal case, potentially, uh, against the former president. This comes as the House January 6th Select Committee is zeroing in on Trump and his inner circle, with the chairman telling reporters the panel expects to recommend criminal charges. Well, yeah, I think there's general agreement we will do some referral, but, but we're not there yet. Elsewhere in the Capitol, 23 months to the day after the Capitol attack, Congress honored the women and men who stopped the riotous mob with congressional gold medals. Many of us still carry the physical, mental, and emotional scars after that mob of thousands launched a violent assault in an attempt to halt the counting of electoral ballots. Capitol officer Brian Sicknick, who died the next day of multiple strokes, was singled out for his bravery. Sicknick's family, making their way through a receiving line, refused to shake the hands of House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy and Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell. They told CBS News why. They have no idea what integrity is. They can't stand up for what's right and wrong. But it's no, with them it's party first. About that case in New York, a Trump Organization spokesperson tells CBS News they disagree with the verdict, they plan to appeal, and they say the witnesses testified Trump was unaware of the unlawful actions. Nora? 
All right, Scott McFarlane, with all that news, thank you so much. Let's turn now to Georgia. The final election of the 2022 midterms is here. Nearly $400 million has been spent on this Senate seat alone between the runoff and the race back in November. CBS's Nicole Killian is with the voters in Atlanta. For many Georgians, the wait to vote was short. I was kind of in and out. But the results of tonight's Senate runoff between Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock and GOP challenger Herschel Walker have been a long time coming. How are you feeling about the outcome? I feel very good about the outcome. I think the early vote was good. And so now I think we're going to win this election. More of our voters tend to vote during the early period. And more of his voters tend to vote on election day. So if you haven't voted, by all means, vote. In the final hours, Warnock volunteers got out the vote. The materials are ready. While Walker picked up a last-minute endorsement from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. No matter who wins the seat, it won't change the majority in the U.S. Senate. Democrats have control with 50 seats to Republicans 49. But a 50-50 split with Vice President Harris having to cast the tie-breaking vote versus 51-49 could make a difference. It's about judges and nominations. If it's 51-49, Joe Biden's going to have an easier time uh, getting his judges through committees and then ultimately on the Senate floor. We'll see a lot of less of Kamala Harris probably because she won't need to be that 50th vote as often. For Republicans, it's that same issue uh, for those judges that they may oppose. And that's why these voters say it's worth turning out. Every vote counts up in the Senate. Even if patients may be wearing a little thin. We've been inundated with text messages and calls, and I think we're all ready for this to be over. The weather has been pretty damp and rainy, but state election officials say more than a million people have already voted and they could be on track to break another record. Walker would have to win a significant percentage of that to catch up to his Democratic rival. Nora. Nicole Killian, thank you so much. The suspect accused of a mass shooting at an LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado is facing more than 300 felony charges. Anderson Lee Aldrich appeared in court today. The counts include murder, attempted murder and hate crimes. Prosecutors say the 22-year-old entered Club Q in Colorado Springs with an assault rifle and a handgun, killing five people and injuring at least 19. District Attorney Michael Allen said that the hundreds of counts in the case are meant to send a message. We're not going to tolerate actions against community members based on their sexual um, identity. And so it's important that we talk about that as well. The DA says if convicted, Aldrich faces life in prison. Tonight, fears of a post-Thanksgiving surge of respiratory illnesses are becoming a reality. Hospitals across the country are seeing a rising number of cases of the flu, RSV, and COVID-19. CBS's Carter Evans is in Los Angeles, where doctors' offices are being overwhelmed. Lift up your tongue. Family medicine doctor Douglas Chiraboga is warning patients of a triple viral threat. The ER is inundated with cases and people are being hospitalized. RSV may be peaking, but it's the worst flu season in more than a decade, leading to a shortage of children's cold and flu medicine, all as COVID cases are rising. In Los Angeles County, cases have soared 75% in just the last week, close to triggering restrictions again. Should there be another mandate in L.A. County? I think there should be, and I think eventually we're going to have that mask mandate. Regardless of whether it's a guideline or a rule or not, uh, would masking up be a good idea if you're in a crowded environment? 
Look, it's sort of common sense. If it is pouring outdoors, bring an umbrella or galoshes. Uh, similarly, if there's a lot of COVID transmission in your community, it certainly would make common sense to wear a mask. So far, less than 13% of Americans have received their updated boosters, a bad diagnosis, according to Dr. Chiraboga. It tells me that people are not getting the message. That's especially true for some of the most vulnerable, those 65 and older. Only one in three seniors have received the updated shot. And with holiday gatherings fast approaching, don't wait. The time is now to get vaccinated. Get your influenza vaccine, get your COVID-19 booster. And it's something you're doing it to protect not only yourself, but your loved ones, your grandmother, your, your father and mother. Just do it for them also. When it comes to the flu, California is one of the hardest hit states, but the map really looks pretty bad for most of the country. The good news is doctors say the flu vaccine this year is a really good match and it's quite effective. But keep in mind, it takes about two weeks for full protection to kick in. Nora? Never too late. Carter Evans, thank you so much. In North Carolina, thousands of homes and businesses are still without electricity tonight as volunteers set up emergency food and water giveaways. Late this afternoon, late this afternoon, I should say, investigators said they are still searching for the person or persons who shot up two power substations. CBS's Mark Strassman is on the scene in Moore County. Inside all these boxes, perishable food about to spoil, thawing inside cafeteria freezers without power. At Aberdeen Elementary, Derek Marks removed box after box and trucked them to freezers with power, just in time. And how much longer does this food have before it would go bad? Well, they say 72 hours. So another day or so? Probably another day it would go bad. They saved enough food to feed the school's 700 kids for two weeks. But make no mistake, Moore County's having a draining moment. No power, no school, no violating nighttime curfew, and still no answers to the big questions for investigators, the who and why. They're looking for clues and tips. Whoever the perpetrator is, um, I can assure you, I hope they turn the power off in the cell they put you in. There you go. In this line of cars, more than 750 people received boxes of giveaway groceries from the North Carolina Food Bank. Michael Chambers told us he had to toss perishable food worth $500. We just throw away everything out of our refrigerator, so we're trying to replace some by the time the power will get back on. Duke Energy, the primary utility here, hopes a patchwork of temporary fixes will restore power by Wednesday night. Behind me, you see a mobile substation driving it here, helped light up downtown Carthage, which is the Moore County seat. And investigators now say one person has died during this power crisis, but it's not entirely clear whether that death was caused by this ongoing outage. Nora? Mark Strassman, thank you. Well, now to a growing health concern. There's been an increase in Adderall prescriptions, and now the FDA says there's a nationwide shortage of the ADHD treatment drug. Tonight, CBS News investigates how a pandemic-era rule change has made it easier to get Adderall online. Here's CBS's Anna Werner. I had no idea this was caused by undiagnosed ADHD. During the pandemic, online mental health companies, including one of the biggest, Cerebral, began to offer treatment for ADHD, often prescribing Adderall, a controlled substance. It's a highly addictive 
drug. Prescribing expert Dr. Andrew Kolodny. These are dangerous drugs that are controlled for a good reason. Cerebral provides a discreet, judgment-free way to be screened for ADHD. What allowed those prescriptions? Due to the pandemic, the government temporarily lifted a rule requiring patients to have an in-person medical visit before they could get controlled substances. Now, medications like Adderall can be prescribed through online appointments. And Cerebral and others have urged the government to make that change permanent. I come here daily. It's something Tacoma mother Kelly Rasmussen opposes. She says that's how her 21-year-old son, Elijah Hansen, got a prescription for Adderall. It wasn't something that should have ever happened. Elijah was not ADHD. Elijah did have other mental health issues, but his younger brother, Ethan, says they both had been using Adderall to get high, and Elijah went to Cerebral looking for more. He lied and said he had ADHD. Cerebral records show a first prescriber declined to give him a stimulant, flagging him a risk to prescribe controlled substance. So he tried again in April, and this time, a different cerebral prescriber gave him the Adderall. Your brother said that he lied right. and told them that he had something else, ADHD. ADHD, yeah. And to get the Adderall. To get the Adderall, right. Cerebral says it can't comment on Elijah's case, but told us it has robust systems to detect and intervene when it suspects drug-seeking behavior and has since stopped prescribing controlled substances. But in a letter last month obtained by CBS News, Cerebral founder Kyle Robertson, who was removed by Cerebral's board earlier this year, claims some of the company's major investors pushed for increased prescriptions, one saying the easier you make it for people to get stimulants, the better for the business and its customers. The company calls those claims categorically untrue. In June, Elijah Hansen died playing Russian roulette with a gun. His mother believes Adderall exacerbated his mental health issues and is left with questions she'll never be able to answer. Every day is a struggle. I try to find peace in the fact that he's not struggling anymore. But I'm angry. Anna Werner, CBS News, Tacoma, Washington. Tonight, fans and former co-stars are remembering actress Kirstie Alley. The two-time Emmy Award winner who rose to fame on the sitcom Cheers died yesterday after a battle with colon cancer at the age of 71. CBS Sunday Morning's Lee Cowan has a look back. Morning, boss. You shut your fat face right now! A round on the house for Kirstie Alley, that spirited actress who played the manager of a neighborhood bar where she truly made a name for herself. I'm going to show you how a really gracious winner behaves. Read them and wait for them! Her character on Cheers, Rebecca Howe, hid behind a veneer of holding it together. I love him so much! <laughs> she was really a hot mess. Her longtime co-star, Ted Danson, said today that her ability to play a woman on the verge of a nervous breakdown was both moving and hysterically funny. She was hardly meek. There was a directness about her that she said came from her Kansas upbringing. Come along and be my party boy. Critics called her refreshing. Those who disagreed with her politics called her something else. She was open almost to a fault, including her very public weight loss journey. John Goodman's got his own show, and Jason Alexander looks like a frickin' bowling ball. Her children called their mother fierce and loving. For the rest of us, Kirstie Alley, was just one of the gang. You did good, Rebecca. I did, didn't I? <laughs> did good indeed. See you, Trixie. <laughs> Lee Cowan, CBS News, Los Angeles. 
She will be missed. Ahead, we've got an important recall that could affect what you pack in your kid's lunch. That's next. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Kraft Heinz Foods issued a recall today of a popular cold cut. Customers are told to throw out or return a specific batch of Oscar Mayer ham and cheese loaf. The problem, 2,400 pounds of the sandwich meat may have been cross-contaminated. The cold cuts were produced on October 10th of this year with a sell-by date of February 7th, 2023. All right, to San Francisco now, where lawmakers are taking a second look at the use of weaponized police robots Remember last week, city officials voted to permit the use of remote-controlled robots armed with explosives in extreme situations where lives are at stake. Today's vote sends the controversial issue back to the committee for further evaluation. <clears throat> Forbes picks the most powerful women in the world who made the cut. That's next. Forbes released its list of the world's 100 most powerful women today. Ursula von der Leyen is of Germany, and she's of number one for leading the EU's sanctions of Russia after the Ukraine invasion. Also honored Iran's Masa Amini, whose death in police custody sparked worldwide protests. Americans on the list include the oldest and youngest honorees, 82-year-old Nancy Pelosi and 32-year-old Taylor Swift. A concert for peace at the historic Carnegie Hall in New York City We'll have the music and the story next. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Finally tonight, a one-time only concert at Carnegie Hall took place this weekend to raise money for Ukraine. Several Ukrainian and American choirs joined forces to perform The Carol of the Bells, written by a Ukrainian composer in 1916. 
imagine this carol was first performed at the historic Carnegie Hall 100 years ago in October 1922 by the Ukrainian National Chorus. Money raised from Sunday's concert will go toward the reconstruction of public services damaged by the war. And that's tonight's Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist, Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them? and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.